Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selective Bet and I'm joined as ever by Greg to look ahead to this week's betting action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Doing well. Not long left now in Scotland for um, our weekly podcast. We've, uh, we're at the second last week as we approach the end of the season. Um, we've got Scottish Cup semi-finals this weekend as well to look forward to. Yeah, the weeks are just kind of passing really quickly, aren't they? Can't believe there's only two weeks left in the lower leagues. Obviously, we've got the playoffs to look forward to as well. And we've got five post-split matches to look forward to in the Premiership. So, all to play for still. Indeed, and we are delighted to be joined by, and I've got in my notes here, Div, the happiest man in Scotland. <laughs> St Mirren fan and the man behind Pine Bovril, David McDonald. How's it doing? How are you, how you doing, Div? It's not all for you to refer to me as David, but uh, I'll take that. Uh, I'm absolutely, yeah, no, I'm still absolutely chuffed to bits. Uh, obviously, it was a, a very St Mirren way to do it uh, on Saturday, um, but... We got there, and I suppose, as we kept saying after the game, it was, it was all about the 32 games before Saturday, and it's a great achievement. Um, unfortunately, getting beat did put a bit of a span in the works in terms of our European aspirations, which is the holy grail. That's what we're really after, but can't complain too much. Uh, it's been a great season for someone. Uh, we're, we're now lording it over those involved in the relegation dogfight, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great to see one of the small clubs getting to the top six. <laughs> Having watched St Johnston be top six, eight, nine, ten, eleven times over the years, it's nice to see somebody else do it. <laughs> Div, is it more a relief than anything else that you don't have to get drawn into a relegation battle? That's you. Yeah, but I mean, it's because it's that's our, our our thing, you know. We we we're pretty much always involved in relegation battles, um, such as the way that the league's made up, and because the the budget that we we typically have puts us down that neck of the woods, and that's where we've been. So, and I felt because we've blown it a couple of times as well, we kind of had to get over that line and get that monkey off our back and stop people like Greg slagging us. Um, so, yeah, it was it, it was good and it is relief. Um, and now we can enjoy the last five games and we may well lose the lot. Um, I don't think we will because our record against all those teams is is OK. I think we're, we're one of the only teams in the league to have taken points off everybody. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Your home form as well, isn't it? Your home form at home, you'll fancy your chances against anyone really of getting something. Yeah, obviously that that game there was 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 a was a bummer. Well, I've got Rangers in the last game, last day of the season, and you would like to think that they'll be playing all sorts of players by that point because the season will be well and truly over. Um, albeit they might be warming up for a Scottish Cup final, who knows? Um, and I think uh, our other home game is Hearts, who obviously don't travel well. So, so you never know. Uh, the big one's going to be the Hibs win the first game in terms of because realistic, we're probably playing for fifth. Um, it's it's that's going to be the big one. If we can go to Easter Road and not, not get beat, then we've got a chance. I, I hope you win some games because I hate the anomaly that sometimes happens in the Scottish Premiership where you get a team finishing sixth with less points than the team that's finishing in seventh. And that's, that's just my OCD more than anything. I, yeah, I, I don't like that because the league splits. They should actually show the league side by side now. It's two separate that. leagues. It's two, two separate, separate leagues. leagues. Exactly. Yes. As I say, so, just, just my OCD kicking in there. No, so. I know. But yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And I think there's loads to look forward to in the Premiership because the bottom. The bottom six, even though Sky don't seem to care much about it, no, there's no. a million things going on there and it's going to be a tremendous running, I think. Uh, lots lots of excitement. Yeah. Except for some other well, I think all, there's five sides in that bottom six. 
all with something to play for. Uh, Motherwell, obviously, a fair bit clear, so that's going to be some into the season. Lovey. Can't see Livingston getting dragged yeah. into anything. Yeah. Oh, did I say Livingston? Sorry, yeah. Mother Will, sorry. So you said Mother Will, but you meant Livingston. <laughs> yes, both them teams. <laughs> We're doing well here. We're doing well. Um, okay, I, as you say, there is plenty to look forward to towards the end of the season. Um, plenty of issues that would be decided, which, of course, we will cover in terms of the, the betting angles. Um, this weekend, we've got the Scottish Cup semi final, so there is no action in the Premiership. Um, so let's draw a line under the St Mirren section of the podcast uh, for this week. <laughs> uh, we'll have a look at the two semi-finals and then we'll dive into the championship. We'll have a wee quick look at League One and League Two as we normally do as well. Um, as they, I think this is the penultimate week for the league's uh, championship, League One and League Two. Still plenty to play for most of those as well. But let's get stuck in with the Scottish Cup. Uh, two very, very different semi-finals to look forward to this weekend, Greg. Absolutely. I think this is what Rangers and Celtic's fifth meeting this season. Yep. There's another two to, or obviously one more after this in the league. So they're very well um, familiar with each other, these two teams. I think obviously Saturday, first of all, Falkirk v Inverness, £38 a ticket. I thought it was a bit steep for a a cup semi-final ticket. And I know Rangers and Celtic fans are exactly in the same boat. But for a game at Hamden where the crowd's going to be what? 12, 13,000 maybe. I think Falkirk are taking 9,000 fans, which is great. Not sure how many Inverness fans are heading down. Probably three or 4,000 heading down. But both obviously had good runs. Inverness, the exception in terms of being knocked out initially by Queen's Park. But you have to give credit to Inverness. I was, I was going to ask the question of Div, Greg. He's a bit older than me, so I was going to ask if he knew if Inverness could possibly become the first team to win the Scottish Cup, having lost in the Scottish Cup. <laughs> I think they must be definitely the first team ever. Um, no, incredible. Uh, doing a Denmark, I suppose we would call it now. But um, yeah, incredible to have been knocked out and yet now be standing on the cusp of a final. And you know they they are the favourites uh, on on Saturday and, and rightly so because they're coming into this game in really good form. Yeah, in really it. good form and they've beaten Livingston and Kilmarnock to get here. Yeah, which is tremendous. Yeah. Looking at Falkirk's route to the semi final, if only St Johnson can get a route like that. <laughs> Wick, Wick, Aloha, Darvo and Air, sensational. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, I did see Div def- not necessarily defending Falkirk, but you can't take anything away from them. you. Can only beat what's in front of them, right, Div? No, absolutely. They've, they've they've done well. You know, at the end of the day, that's the beauty of the Scottish Cup. It's not seeded, and if you get a a favourable draw, you can make it uh, this far, um, and you could get to the final um, quite easily now. With not quite easily, but without playing a Premiership team, which is tremendous. Yeah, and bear in mind, Greg, all conquering Darvo knocked out Aberdeen. That didn't really count at the time, did it? Aberdeen were in a mess. <laughs> they were a shambles at the time. Yeah, so it's a repeat of the 2015 final, which was won by Inverness. As you say, Div Inverness are favourites at 10 to 11 to win in the 90 minutes. Falkirk at 11 to 4. Greg, how do we see this one going? I think it's a really tough game to call. Mm. I think Falkirk, season's finished. Inverness have still got the playoffs to contend with. Falkirk are obviously gearing up for this match and they did it in fine style last weekend. I generally thought they would maybe dress some players last weekend, but they go to Aloha, who are also fighting for a playoff position and they battered them 4-1. So a great way to come into a cup semi-final. I, I do totally agree that Inverness should be favourites um, for a couple of reasons, but I've, I've not got an angle yet. I think Inverness is as big as 21-20 to 20 in some places, which does appeal. 
but part of me fancies goals in this match. Um, I think it's just under evens for over two and a half goals. So I don't have a bet from this match yet, but I may have something on the channel uh, before Saturday. Yeah, Div, um, you do have a couple of bets for this one. I think you're quite favouring the championship side to uh, show their superiority. Yeah, and well, before I start on that, let me give you a few stats that might persuade you, Greg, uh, that goals is the right angle in this game because 72% of all Inverness's away games in the league have gone over two and a half goals this season. 11 of the last 12 away games have went over two and a half goals. That's 92%. And the last 11 away games have all had both teams to score. So uh, I think goals is a reasonable shout here. Inverness seem to score more away from home than they do at home. Um, and I, I do fancy goals in this game. Uh, I, I think both teams will possibly score, um, but I think Inverness will uh, prevail. So I think Inverness to qualify and over one and a half match goals, which saves you in the event of a draw at 1.95 is, is, is really appealing. Uh, I think Inverness at 2.05, whatever that is in, in your in old money, is, 20, uh, is, is a really good uh, bet. Um, I think, you know, they're coming into this with one defeat in the last 10 games. They've, um, they've won six and drawn one of the last seven in the championship. And obviously this is Falkirk who are down a level. It is a cup game, of course, that's a leveller. Falkirk have been in weird form. They've, they have only lost one of the last seven, but they've, they've drawn a number of those games, I think four of them. Um, so I think all in all, I'm looking at this and thinking Inverness are at a decent price. They're in really good form. They're scoring goals. Uh, yeah, so Inverness to qualify and over one and a half match goals for me, 1.95. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that forum line Inverness is really, really strong. This is obviously a neutral venue. I kind of think if they were playing, I don't know, an Air United or someone like that at home, they'd probably be about the, the 10 to 11 mark. Um, so I think that's quite a good price considering, as you say, Greg, you know, Falkirk have, they've, not, they've, they've had a good season, but you know, they've been having their eye on that top spot in League One, which they've not actually managed to achieve. Um, they've obviously still got playoffs ahead of them. Uh, and I just think that's had a really good price for Inverness at the weekend. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that, to be fair. I, I do think Inverness on the piece. I do like Div's angle on the to qualify piece, just because it will save the net of extra time and penalties. Yeah. And in terms of goal scorers, Div, um, we've got Billy McKay for Inverness as well, who's been buying them in. Yeah, he is the top scorer, 13 goals from 33 games. He takes the penalties as well. And I think, you know, these are two teams that are experiencing VAR um, for possibly the first time um, in this game. So uh, we all know what that means. <laughs> it means uh, got Nick Walsh has given eight penalties in 18 games this season. So a reasonable, I think he's the second top. We'll come on to the top man uh, in a minute. Um, so I think... Uh, Billy McKay score. Uh, there's, I couldn't find a price for them in bet for three six five. And Callum Morrison's the full cut penalty taker if you fancy a bit of that. And then we've got Kai Kennedy, who's actually scored five goals in his last four games um, for full cut. So he seems to be in tremendous form and by all accounts a, a tricky customer. So I think there are your kind of uh, possibilities if you're looking for a bet builder in this one. Yeah, and notably Sean Welsh has scored in the last two rounds for Inverness as well. Uh, yep, I, another good player. Uh, I mean, I think, as I said, I, I can see goals in this game, and both teams will be going for it. 
Um, they both score plenty of goals in their in the leagues. So, um, and they're both coming into as Greg said, Falk had a tremendous win last weekend at Alloa. I'm not sure they they would agree they've got their seasons over. They, they do still have the small matter of the promotion playoffs to play for as well. So, um, so yeah, I think um, yeah, it should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, so we're signing with Inverness at those kind of prices. Um, regardless of who goes through, Greg, they're going to find themselves as big outsiders for the final. Massive outsiders, possibly the biggest outsiders ever in a Scottish Cup final, I would say. I don't think either side's got much of a chance, but I think for, for the game on Sunday, you have to say with Celtic again, don't you? They have dominated this fixture this season, and it's now quiz time. Question for you both. Oh Celtic of Celtic have won 30 of their last 33 Scottish Cup ties. So they've lost three out of 33. Who do those defeats come against? Rangers. Rangers. Inverness. Inverness. That was the fourth one. That was before. That was before oh. the 33. Oh, really? Yeah. Aberdeen. Inverness one was 2015. All three were Rangers. Oh, so All right. lost, okay. lost three... Th- of 33 Scottish Cup games and three of those games came against Rangers, two of which came after extra time. And this is last chance alone for Rangers, isn't it? They have to finish the season with some silverware. Yeah. And you could argue, and no disrespect to Inverness or Falkirk, if they win this match on Sunday, there's a very good chance they will win that trophy. But Celtic have run them ragged this season, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, they've had the, what is it, three wins in the four games, drawn the other one, so they've certainly um, had the measure of Rangers this season. 4-0, 2-1, 3-2 and a 2-0 draw, 11-5 in aggregate, um, 6-5 for Celtic, 9-4 for Rangers. But it's at Hamden, and it's been to see how Rangers come into this. They have to win this match, and obviously Celtic in line for the treble as well. Yeah, and both sides off the boil a wee bit last week. Uh, Dev Celtic drawn with Motherwell, which was a bit of a surprise, especially at Celtic Park. And then Rangers losing at Pataudry, which maybe wasn't that, that huge a surprise. I thought Aberdeen would be like um, at 11 to 2. Um, but they're going to have to pick themselves up for this one. Yeah, and I think uh, the Conor Goldson uh, impact is massive for Rangers. You know, they've conceded twice in the last three games with him out against Celtic, St. Martin and Aberdeen. Um, and that's really bad, um, obviously. Um, I'm not sure. I've not, not seen whether he's a possible uh, returner or whatever. I'm not really sure what's been, been wrong with him. Um, but I think he's a massive loss. Uh, Suter, uh, for me, is it's nowhere close um, uh, to Goulton. And when he's there, I think Rangers look nervy at the back. Um, and, and I can't see, you know, Celtic have scored over one and a half goals against Rangers all four times this season. And I just can't see why they won't do it again. And if they do that, they got a really good chance of winning. Um, I think Rangers could well score. I thought they played really well in spells in the League Cup final. And I think they'll try and, and learn from the mistakes in that game. Um, they obviously didn't start well, but they, they came into that game and they were a little bit unlucky, I felt, at, at points, maybe not to get an equaliser. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a good game. Kyogo, obviously, five goals against Rangers this season, which is remarkable. Um, I think he's 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 very short, but to, to score any time looks a really good bet to me. And then you've got... We've got the penalty king in charge of the game, Willie Collum, 10 penalties in just 19 games this season. So, 
with that in mind, and bear in mind that nobody gets a penalty against Rangers, you're looking at James Tavernier, 4.5 any time, which is tremendous uh, to me. Yeah. Or a free kick. <coughs> free, free kick, penalty kick, anything. Yeah. I mean, he, he scores goals. He scored seven goals in his last 10 games. Um, he obviously scored two against Celtic uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So I think 4.5 is still a little bit skinny, isn't it, for a full-back to score a goal? But given the amount of goals he does score and the amount of penalties yeah. Rangers you know, get in games, I don't mean that in, a, <laughs> in the way that it sounds, but they do get penalties, there's no doubt about that. So I think it's a reasonable price. Um, so, so yeah, I think Celtic score over one and a half match goals, 1.9. Uh, just a really basic bet, but it looks really good value to me. Yeah, I think that Tavernier column... Uh, combination could be quite potent at the weekend potentially <laughs> uh, a man who loves to point to the spot and a man who loves to score from the spot um, interestingly I'd read a stat that of the five goals that Rangers have scored against Celtic this season three of them I think have come from set pieces um, and that seems to be an area where they target Celtic a wee bit I actually read a wee bit of a tactical piece where they, they try and isolate um, Starfield <coughs> Starfield and Carter Vickers occupy them to leave Morelos and he's had a wee bit of joy. And I think if you remember the the cup final, he had the goal that was the goal that brought them back into it two one, and then he had the goal uh, ruled out at Celtic Park, which were both quite similar. Um, so that appears to be a tactic, and I guess that's maybe why Morelos is getting an odd in some of these games over Kolar. Yeah, no, he seems to be in slightly better form. Um, it was it was pretty anonymous last weekend at Aberdeen, but as you say, he's, he broke them. The monkey are scoring against Celtic a while ago, and he has caused them problems and scored goals uh, in recent times. So I think both teams have scored in six of the last seven meetings of Rangers and Celtic, and you'd be a fool to argue against it happening again. You know they, they yeah. certainly gave them a game in the League Cup final, and, and I'm sure they'll do it again on Sunday. Um, as Greg says, it's the last chance saloon for Rangers, and, and and it should be a cracker. It really should. Um, yeah. There's no reason why there won't be goals, and, and surely plenty of incident as usual. I, I think that. later on in the um, on you go, sorry. No, I was going to say I had an interesting start during the Aberdeen Rangers game last weekend. Of the 51 games that Rangers have played this season, including Europe, how many do you think they've conceded the first goal in? Well, it'll be quite a lot. 15. Yeah, I'll go lower. 12. 26. Ooh. Yeah, wow. so, so more than half their games uh, they've conceded first. Um, I don't necessarily think this is a game where you want to kind of take a bit of value on that because Celtic are only 11, 8 to 11 to score first. But um, yeah, maybe one worth considering for the remainder of the, the Premiership season. I just thought that was an ex- extraordinary start. Um, it is, uh, with the exception of the last match, I think Kevin Clancy had booked five players in the first half in the last match. Yeah. Um, that match still only saw six bookings. Mm-hmm. The the line set at over six point five at eleven to ten. I think with this being a cup semi final though, I, I do think Willie Cole will try and keep his cards in his pocket in the first half. I think under two cards is six to four. But I think obviously we've got history in this in this fixture at Hamden. Uh, there could be a, a plethora of cards late on, depending on how the score is. So I, I do think that's six point five will be there or thereabouts. I do think, obviously, they set the lines very high for this match. But, again, a market we've talked about a lot in the last couple of seasons is that first-half card line. Mm-hmm. I do think it could be low in the first half with things to kind of kick off in the second half. And also, Rangers corners, they have dominated this fixture this season for corners, Rangers. Both sides are even money to win the corner count. And with every chance Celtic take the lead 
I think Rangers corners could be a shout here. Not much value in team corners for Rangers. They have to get six evens, but they are even money to win the corner count, which is also quite appealing, given the fact that Celtic don't tend to get many fixtures uh, corners in this fixture. Sorry. I can't remember if the last time Greg we discussed the Celtic Rangers game. I think <clears throat> I think we maybe went about s- maybe seven games now without a red card, which must be must be a record in itself, Dev. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Willie Collins actually, for all he's he's, he's got uh, a reputation for being card happy. He actually, isn't he's only averaging three yellows uh, a game this season, and I think he's reds. Uh, I think he's showing uh, what have I got here? Eight reds in forty-two games. It's not massively. It's not huge. Um, so I don't even know if I've got that right. 0.16 reds per game I've written down, so I don't know what that is. But anyway, um, yeah, it's 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 been a real lack of red cards, which has been disappointing. Cause, probably because Morelos has started behaving himself uh, a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, um, I think uh, Callum McGregor might be the last player to have been sent off in one of these games. Interestingly, he's in my notes at seventy-four for a card on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, there's there's no value at all in any of the player card markets. Um, I think there's two or three players odds on to get a book in, which always annoys me. I don't think any player should be odds on. Not even this game, game, no. (laughs) Uh, Dev, you might disagree. Uh, I I think Todd Cantwell is a tremendous, uh, well, it's not a tremendous price, but I think he's he's been booked in his last three games and he's five yellows in his last nine, which makes him a a prime candidate. And at 2.62, he's... He's not the lowest price uh, for a card, and that, so I really like that. I think he'll be in the thick of things. Uh, he's quite a combative player, so if that's what you, you call him. Um, and I think Alistair Johnston, three point seven five, looks quite quite high because he seems to be, you know, he's, he's pretty blood and thunder, gets stuck right in, absolutely loves the battle. Um, so I wouldn't be massively surprised to see either of them or both of them even um, getting a card. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, it, there should be cards in this game, but I, I do like the idea of uh, that Greg does does go for in these games where the second half is probably where the action is going to be, Willie. He's going to be desperate to keep his cards in his pocket in that first half because once he starts, he just won't stop. So, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I'll be we saw the absolute shambles of the League Cup final where I think five players got put in the last five minutes or something like that. It was mental. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> And I do also think, you know, there's a potential for this game to go 120 minutes. So if he starts flashing cards early doors, that's a hell of a long time, yeah, <laughs> you know, to try and keep 11 players uh, on each side. So, um, yeah, I think also just to touch on the Cantwell uh, bet, I think he got booked in the game at Celtic Park as well. Div, I'm not quite sure, but I think memory serves me right. He got booked in the, the previous game between yeah, the two sides as well. He certainly got booked a couple of weeks ago in that game. Um, uh, that was at Celtic Park. Yes, he did get booked in that one. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's a good shout. I think Rangers corners. You know, they got eight against Celtic in the League Cup uh, semi-final, League Cup final. Sorry. So I think to get over four corners in the game and over one and a half match goals. Uh, looks pretty tidy at 1.9 as well. So that's the kind of stuff that I'll be looking at, I think, for yeah. this one. Okay, so I think Celtic justifiably favourites at 65. Uh, if that's the case, Greg, then we like look at Rangers corners as well. Div, um, you're on Celtic over one and a half team goals, uh, but also over one and a half match goals. I like to that Rangers corner bet as well. Um, yep. Yeah, 
Okay, we'll recap these just before we, we finish up on the podcast, but I think it's safe to say we're, we're looking forward to that game on Sunday. It's 1.30 uh, live from Hamden. Okay, let's have a look at the Championship. Uh, this, could, <laughs> this could take a while. There's so much happening in the Championship. Uh, first of all, Friday night, we've got Dundee against Cove Rangers. Dundee, one point ahead of Queen's Park as it stands. Dundee, uh, sorry, one point ahead of Queen's Park as it stands at the top of the table. Uh, both of those sides meet on a final day showdown next Friday. So only a win will do for Dundee this weekend, Greg, ahead of Queen's Park's game against Morton on Saturday. Yeah, for me, there's every chance the title could be done this weekend. Mm. Obviously, Dundee are 1-5 to beat Cove, and Cove will get their tails up after last weekend's win at Arbroath. Yeah. I think quite a lot of us fancied Arbroath last weekend, but Cove have given themselves a chance to not only escape bottom place, but also potentially um, stay up. So I, I don't see that happening on Friday night. There'll be a big crowd at Dens Park, fully expecting a, a win. I think Gary Bowers come out and said, listen, please be patient. It might take a bit of time to find the back of the night in this match. But if Dundee win this match, they go four points ahead of Queen's Park with a superior goal difference. And Queen's Park have got a very, very, very tough match away to Morton, who are difficult to beat at Capolo and are still right in the mix for the playoffs. So a Dundee win on Friday night, Queen's Park have to win and I think a draw isn't any good for them either based mm-hmm. on Dundee's 10 goals better off I think in the goal difference Yeah and it feels like one of those instances Div where playing first could really put some pressure on Queen's Park you know if Dundee can get that win then you'd imagine the pressure's just enormous on Queen's Park on Saturday no, it's a, You're absolutely right it's a, it's a dream scenario for Dundee you know you're playing a team that have been hemorrhaging goals on the road um, Dundee have been scoring plenty at home they can really put the squeeze on Queen's Park uh, on Saturday. And I think they'll want to get it done. You know, they want to try and, and, and put the squeeze on them now because they don't really want to be going to Oakville View on next Friday night with the title on the line. That would be mm-hmm. that'd be a bum clencher. And, and anything can happen in a one-off game. But I think uh, 16 goals scored in the last four games at home, um, albeit one of them included the 7-0 over Hamilton, which boosted it a bit. But they're, they're obviously scoring plenty of goals. It'll be a, a big crowd. Friday night, um, it's hard to see anything other than a fairly convincing home win here. If yes. Dundee don't win on Friday night, they don't deserve to go up, in my opinion. Well said. Yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah. You're not entirely right. As Div said, it's a perfect scenario for them. Um, and the way Cove have been playing, albeit they got that result last weekend, you know, there's nobody that you would rather be playing, probably, than Cove and Friday night. Apart from maybe Wraith Rovers, which will come on in a minute. Um but yeah, I think it looks pretty nailed on. Dundee, pretty short at 41 on Div, but uh, you've got an angle for us in terms of goals. Well, yeah, I think uh, Dundee to score in both halves at 45, 1.8 is, is reasonable. They actually haven't scored too many um, uh, in the first half against Cove this season. They actually, the, the 3-0 that they beat at Dens, all three goals came in the second half. But recently they've been scoring in both halves at home. Um, and the other t- I looked at corners as well that this game corresponding game it, Dundee got 15 corners to one when Cove came to Dens earlier in the mm. season but uh, I don't really fancy the corner line too much so I think Dundee to score in both halves is probably the way uh, to tackle us I'm not a massive fan of that bet but it's the only way of getting some value with Dundee so short Yeah I think that's a fair shout uh, we've touched on the Morton v Queen's Park game Queen's Park just won one in five. On top of that, they've only scored one in five. Um, they've really kind of 
I hate to say they've bottled it, maybe ran, ran out of steam is maybe a better way of saying it uh, towards the end of the season, which is a, a real shame because they're now up against it. Um, and I don't know I don't know how they'll take that form into the playoffs if that's what they end up doing. They're away to Morton. Morton still have a, an outside chance of the playoffs, uh, Greg, and their last game of the season is away to Cove. So they've still got plenty to play for. No, they really do. And I said before, I think it's a, out of the fixture lists about maybe five weeks ago, Queen's Park had by far the more challenging set of fixtures. Away to Partick Thistle, away to Ayr, away to Morton, away to Wraith, which he lost as well. So I think for them, this is obviously a, a really tough game. As you say, Morton have to win this match if they want a shout at the playoffs. And by that point, Dundee could find themselves four points clear. Mm. So I don't see them... I don't see Morton not collecting a point from this game, at least a point from this match. I, I really don't see Queen's Park winning this match this Saturday. Yeah, on the face of it, Div, I was quite surprised to see Queen's Park's biggest 2-1, but it's only when you start to look back at their form most recently and the fact that Morton, tough place to go, still got something to play for. Um, it looks like a bet that's not worth touching in terms of the outcome, but you quite like to look at goals. Yeah, I think obviously Morton haven't lost to Queen's Park in all three meetings this season. Um, there's been a lot of goals, 15 goals scored, uh, a 2 all draw, first game, uh, sorry, the last game, uh, and then Morton beat them 3-2 and Morton won 2-1 away from home. So there's been plenty of goals scored um, and I think given the scenario where we're almost certain that Queen's are going to have to get all three points, a draw is no use to them, then... You kind of think as the game goes on, even if they're getting beat one or whatever, they've got to go gung ho. So hopefully Morton really need a win as well. A draw's no use to them either. And so we both teams need to win. I think over two point five goals in this game at one point nine five is is a decent a decent offer. I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Wraith Rovers earlier. They are probably the only team in the league that don't have anything to play for, which is quite remarkable with two games to go. Uh, of the 10, they're the only ones that kind of can't finish higher or lower than where they are, I think, at the moment. Um, they are away to Air United, and I think the fact that um, they've not had much to play for, Div, has been reflected in maybe the results that they've been getting, just one point from their last five games. Yeah, they've really kind of fallen away, which is a shame. Um, but they've also had seemed to have had some sort of mad injury crisis. They... they, they Started last week's game with just, I think, two outfield players on the bench or three outfield players on the bench. And then they had two men sent off uh, late on at Morton as well. So God knows how many players they're going to have this weekend. I don't know how many, if any, are back. And Lewis Vaughan was one of the ones that got sent off, who's pretty much their, their biggest threat up front, I would suggest. So, so yeah, they've not they've not finished the season well. Five without a win. Eight or four with it, a win as well. So neither of them are coming into this game in particularly good form. But I think here at home, at home, with something to play for against a team that have got the flip flops on, you've got to fancy here to, uh, to get the job done. Yeah, and they need to win and hope that this will slip up over the next two games, Greg. Yeah, well, that's my kind of thinking as well. As you say, they're not in any great shape either. But you have to factor in that Wraith season is very much over. One point from the last six matches. Uh, just shows how how poor an end of the season they've had, Wraith Rovers. And obviously, as they've said, two players sent off last week, influential players too. So this is more about race struggles than they're mm. being swashbuckling at the moment. But they have to win. We backed them on Monday, I think, uh, even money to score two goals. And that is now only 8-13. to 13. So uh, members getting even money for this match for eight to score two. 
Still only eight to thirteen now, but I do, I do think Air will win this match. They're thirteen to twenty to win the match, and I think that's pretty solid for a for an Aka. Yeah, and for anyone who never got that even money from uh, Greg's tip div viewer back in Air to win and over two and a half goals, which does take a Stephen money now. Yeah, I think if they get two, I can't see Ray Thovers get also getting two. That famous last words will be told now, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the way to extract an evens out of it and. I think obviously Akinyemi, 24 goals and 43 appearances for the year, is likely to be among the goals if he's, if he's playing. He's also evens any time, which isn't brilliant, but given those numbers, uh, it's not the worst shout. Yeah, indeed. Uh, okay, the only game in the Championship not touched on, Greg, is this will be a broth. Well, um, massive game for both clubs. We've highlighted our broth away form on the podcast over the last few weeks. It's absolutely sensational. They just need one point now to secure their place in the league next season. Thistle, every time Thistle have got a real chance of getting back into it, they, <laughs> they falter. Yeah. It's a tough game to call. They're only 3-4 Thistle to win this match. I, I think they will, but as I said before, Arbroath are not to be messed with on the road. No. So no better for me in this one. Yeah, I think Arbroath, well, they're not mathematically safe, but I think they've got a game in hand over Hamilton Ackies. They're three points ahead and they're 16 goals ahead. Two of them play next week, which might mean Hamilton might need to win eight 0 <laughs> against Arbroath to to stay safe. So I'm going to go out in a limb div and say that Arbroath are safe. Safe from the automatic drop, but yeah, of course Cove can still catch them uh, and put them into the playoffs. That would be the scenario. But they, yeah, they're, they're they're safe from the automatic drop um, because Hamilton won't be able to catch them. Um, but yeah, so it's um, it's still a lot to play for. I think this game, I had a look at it. Arbroath haven't scored against us so four meetings this season um, and I just I just can't see this game being a huge amount of goals in it um, Thistle aren't scoring huge amounts of goals either at the moment uh, they'll probably get the job done here but I think this one's best left alone if I'm being honest Yeah, fair enough uh, Quite a contrast to the Championship is League One where I think there's only one issue to be decided and that's who uh, is going to finish in fourth place at the moment. It's Alloa who are in pole position. They find themselves three points ahead with a game in hand on FC Edinburgh who look like the only team that are likely to catch them. Uh, but you've got a part of a, a goals bet for us, uh, the Airdrie v Queen of the South game, Div. Yeah, I, I, I like the look of goals in this. I mean, Airdrie are just a goal machine at the moment they just score uh, and concede lots and lots of goals uh, they're playing Queen of the South on Saturday there's not a huge amount to play for here uh, Airdrie are pretty much or they are guaranteed the playoff spot they can't really come second I think they're playing for third or fourth I don't think it massively matters too much to them but uh, seven of the last nine games have gone over two and a half goals they've scored at least once in 23 league games uh, Airdrie uh, and when they've played Queen of the South in the three meetings to date, there's been 13 goals. Um, and the last five Queen of the South games have also gone over two and a half goals with both teams scoring. So I think over two and a half goals are a bit skinny, but if you add in both teams to score, you get a 2.05, which is, uh, I think, a reasonable shout in this, this one. Yeah, both teams, to, sorry, over two and a half on its own is 7-10, which is a bit skinny, but good one for the Akers. Uh, and we'll cover... I think you've got that in a treble, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yep. Div, yeah. Um, nothing else in League One, Greg? No, nothing at all. As you say, it's all about Airdrie Alloa and FC Edinburgh in terms of the playoff spots. Mm-hmm. I feel we expect Airdrie to, to join Falkirk. And Alloa, a pretty tough game against Montrose. I know Montrose have got nothing to play for, but 
that'll be a tough game for them on Saturday. But yeah, not, nothing from League One. Okay, that's so where we look at League Two. We bit more uh, involved there. Fourteen battle for uh, the remaining two playoff spaces in League Two, and there's a three-way battle at the bottom as well. Just two points between the sides down there. Um, Greg, eh, sorry, Div. Let's cover off your treble first. The first leg was at Airdrie and Queen of the South. Uh, and your other two legs come from this division. Yeah, so the same bet. Uh, it's a little bit of a speculative punt. This. I do like a speculative punt, though, as Greg knows. Uh, so it's the same bet. Over two and a half goals in both teams to score. Uh, and so I'm adding in East 5, Albion Rovers. Uh, East 5, just one loss and six at home. Uh, Albion... Uh, last four away games have all gone over two and a half and both teams to score have, have landed in three of those. So I think the stakes are pretty high for both. These five try to get in the playoffs. Albion Rovers try to avoid the bad playoffs. So I think over two and a half goals, both teams to score looks reasonable. Uh, and then Stranar, Stennis, Muir, uh, the same bet again in the uh, last leg of a treble. Stranar obviously started really well last week under Scott Agnew. Um, he still managed to concede at home to a terrible Elgin side though and steady have had both teams to score in the, in the road in the last four. So over two and a half and both teams to score in that 1.95 and that treble comes in at, uh, I think, 8.2 or something like that. So worth a couple of shekels. And Greg, you're of a very, very similar thinking um, in these two games in League 2 as well. Yeah, it's a fascinating end to the season in League Two. You've got what four sides kind of fighting for the the playoff spots, and at the bottom, Albion Rovers, Elgin, and Bonnie Rig. Bonnie Rig Rose looked down and out, didn't they, a few mm. months ago? But they're one 0 masters now <laughs> in that league. Have brought themselves up to thirty eight points, two points clear of Albion Rovers at bottom. But in terms of this league for Saturday, yeah, very very similar. Over two point five match goals at East Fife Albion Rovers. East Fife very strong at home. And Stranarvi Steny can definitely see both sides scoring there. So over 2.5 goals in that game as well. And that double pays 2-1 to one with Betfred. Nice. Good stuff. OK, uh, we should also wish good luck to Spartans and Brecon City who play in the League 2 playoff, trying to get into League 2. Um, they will play whoever finishes bottom of League 2 at the end of the season. Those sides representing obviously the Highland League and the Lowland League. Uh, so good luck to both of those at the weekend. Um, okay, guys, can you just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend? Start with yourself, Greg. Yeah, just two bets so far, but like with the put a few bets up over the weekend on the channel. Starting off with Air at home to Raith Rovers, and I'm taking Air over 1.5 match goals. Now that was shared at even money on the channel on Monday, and it's now 8 to 13. And I'm also taking an over 2.5 goals double from League Two. And that's East Fife Albion Rovers and Stranraer versus Stenhouse Muir. And that double pays 2-1 to one with Betfred. OK. OK, so in the Scottish Cup, I've got uh, Inverness to qualify and over 1.5 match goals, which is 1.95. In the other semi-final, I've got Celtic to score over 1.5 team goals. That's 1.9. Uh, and also Rangers over four corners. And over one and a half match goals as a uh, bit builder, that's also 1.9. Uh, Dundee to score in both halves in the championship, uh, that's 1.8. Uh, Air to win and over one and a half match goals is evens, uh, which is similar bet to Greg. Over two and a half goals, Morton Queen's Park. And then my speculative treble, over two and a half in both teams to score, Airdrie Queen of the South, East Fife, Albion Overs, Stranraer East Denny. And don't forget, if you want to join Greg's channel, you can find all the details on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And if you want to get involved in more chat about Scottish football, then make sure you join the forums at pieandbovro.com. And you can also follow Div on Twitter at pieandbov.com. 
too. Dev, thanks very much for joining us. Um, best of luck to St Martin for the rest of the season. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week, Greg, for a look at the fixtures as we reach the, the split in the Premiership and we'll be previewing the final games of Championship League 1 and League 2. Indeed, yes. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. OK, thanks for listening to this week's podcast uh, and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Cheers.